Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Controversial subjects with the facts can be tense, but we are a sub-science here to make things make sense. Today we are talking about summer bodies. The summer is coming up. We're all thinking about it. So we'll be talking about the science behind calorie counting. Is it a myth or is there any legitimate studies to support it? We'll also be getting into weightlifting as well as how steroids actually affect your body. Hello, hello, hello. How's it going, Mitchell? <laughs> Fine. <laughs> oh, whoa. He's I'm man. sleepy and grumpy today. Oh, tis a Friday, though. It's Being Friday honest night. on a podcast, what do you know? Being <laughs> open and vulnerable. Well, <laughs> we'll see if we get there. Um, oh, my God. We'll find out. Sometimes the pod breaks me open. Uh, I was just, uh, we were just talking about Big Brother, and it was the finale of Big Brother Canada last night, and it, history was made for anyone who hasn't watched it. We had two black men in the finals one which was gay uh epic uh, there's, yeah, <laughs> and one was literally so hot the straight slash curious they were in like a romantic relationship the what whole season the straight one slash fluid one but it was a little bit like strategic manipulative but i think it was also a little wait bit this is so horny that's so hot and yeah they've been like kissing <gasps> cuddling like flirting all season and then kissing even yeah like not like making out but like kisses on the cheek and stuff like that and okay. then like <laughs> rumors of like fiddling under the sheets but we're gonna find out fiddler have, on the roof i'm gonna have to find out about that when i meet them in person to see what so who happened. won it's not Taiwan. tie oh yeah this is this is now a week later probably this is coming out so yeah. taiwan i think I'm correct in saying he's the first black winner in all of North America ever, which is pretty fucked That's up. That's absolutely fucked up. I know. Wow. Well, I mean. And in the Canadian one, there's never been a gay winner. So it would have been also amazing even if Brayden won. Okay. But Brayden and Ty, who would you have preferred to win? Honestly, either. Out of even the final oh. four, I was happy with anyone. But between the two of them, they both have their different reasons. Like, I think I more in my heart at the end wanted Brayden to win, even if I think Ty probably paid a better overall game. But just because Brayden was gay, I was like, oh, it'd just be so cool to have like a gay black winner as well. So overall, though, this was a good season because you don't usually last the full season. Sometimes. Oh, yeah. One of the best seasons for sure. Of just- all time or just of Canada? Of all time. Of all Big and Brother like, time. Yeah, yeah. And Big Brother, like, yes. Wow. No, it was a very good season. That doesn't mean it was perfect, but it was just really entertaining from start to finish. It was a pretty messy season. Like, they weren't that good at strategy, which made it, like, more entertaining. Um, so if you want to watch a show and you want to watch 50 episodes of a show, Big Brother season. Yeah, every night I'm nine. like, so Mitch, what's up tonight? He's like, well, Big Brother's on. I'm like, 
Big Brother's on again. It's like quite mm-hmm. the commitment. It is so, and it's it's like if you watch it binging, it's more annoying because they give so many recaps. It's like actually so obnoxious. Um, well, congrats, Ty. Yeah, congrats. Maybe we'll get him on the pod. No, I'm joking. <laughs> Wait, why are you joking? We could come on. Uh, I don't know. I guess you're right. He could. Yeah. Yeah. He has a hot body. That's kind of what we're talking about today. It's literally <laughs> summer True. bodies. He has oh my gosh. We should he should be on, on it right him. now. Right? Okay. I will say him and another guy on this season, Jed, have the nicest bodies I've ever seen. And I don't understand. <laughs> That's the only, like, honestly, like whenever you're talking about Big Brother, I'm just like, oh, is it one of the hot bodied one? Like they have the yeah. hottest bodies. And whenever I've sort of like come in and out, it's like all I've been able to comment on. I'm like, their body is like sculpted out of a like physiology like textbook when you see this a, a body without skin. Yeah. And what makes them extra attractive is like usually the people who have those bodies on Big Brother are not that personally like yeah but these two guys seem both like really kind and sweet and didn't seem that like toxic masculinity and the fact that one was like able to play with his sexuality in like a cute way was like interesting okay well boners off the top let's get into what we learned this week before (laughs) i cream my shorts oh what did we learn this week that was disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I learned about the Ophia cordyceps unilateris fungus. Oh, wow. I love that. I'm looking at no you. No idea. Do, what oh, I'm is. like, I'm no, say it again. Able say to it place again. It. Oh, the Ophia cordyceps unilateris fungus. I feel like you have to say. Oh, is it is it just some type of mushroom? Yeah, it's a type of fungus. Okay, I didn't know if this was like a body part at first. I it's was actually... Like, Oh, a very a, a body part. I, I didn't see. know if it was like the part of the inner eye, but then you, when you said fungus, oh yeah, but it could be like it could have like rhymed like humorous, and you're like that's right. bone. exactly. So this is the famous parasitic fungi that takes over ants, and I think that people may have seen in a variety of documentaries or viral YouTube videos. And I just want to talk about it because. I've been learning a lot about fungi and just like understood the details of it. And it freaks me out so much. And I'm just like, it's so cool. And then like, there's a spoiler in here. You did something really cool about it too. Can I talk about that? Or are you going to talk about that? Oh, you mean I like painted it? Yeah. Okay. I was like, <laughs> when you were like spoiler, I was like, did I eat it? Did no, I, like, I, I was like, I, I didn't over my know money. if you were going to tell him. No, no, that. I wasn't going to tell people, but I painted it, but that's cute. It's like, really cool. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad that you like it. So, this is a fungi. Remember that. This is a fungus. This is a fungus. <laughs> the whole time I'm like, this is a fungus. So it infects ants, carpenter ants mainly, takes over their systems, not their brains. Because what scientists have done is like, as soon as it takes it over, cut open the ant to figure out like where the fungus is growing, mm-hmm. not their brains, which they were like, that's what? so weird. Okay. So it takes over. It's essentially where they, you see the fungus grow the most is over the ants muscle fiber, kind of like getting into today's episode about mm-hmm. growing the muscle. Mm-hmm. So it takes mm-hmm. over the muscle fibers. It makes the ant like no longer have a fear of heights, which apparently they do <laughs> go up to the perfect humidity um, and the correct temperature for the fungus to proliferate on uh, in this example for this example. It's, I think it's like between 10 to 15 centimeters above the forest floor the ant clamps down on the vein of a leaf where the muscle where, sorry where the spore the fungus can now spore like more like appropriately like it it's like where the fungus wants to be it organizes the ant according to the direction of the sun to also like spore properly and so when it's biting the leaf 40 percent of the ant's biomass is now the fungus before it's what? even dead so it's taken over so much at that point. So it's taking, well, I don't know, oh, so ants. much or not that much. 40% is like, 
And like, is that a lot? lot. No, it is a lot, but it's like, it's still the ant like going to do this like specific physiological task. Like, I'm just like, I thought it would have affected the brain. It doesn't. Like, it's crazy, crazy, crazy. It's just like using its machinery. Yeah. And it just makes you like, I'm just like, what a complicated feat of evolution that is absolutely beautiful, fascinating, and scary. Also, the mushroom is, I mean, there's so many types related to the one that was like harvested for LSD. And it makes me think about shrooms and magic mushrooms. Like, it's they, like are they taking over your body well, in the same way? They are taking over your body in a way. Yeah, but it's not the same way. Oh, of course. Oh, well, like, I mean, like, oh, I I'm mean, not obviously. like saying that people or are going to I mean, like, one's on like digested intentionally and the other is actually, like, how does it get in the end? It must just like infect it through. Oh, you mean like digested intentionally? Like the person, the human's able to like swallow it. Hallucinogenic. Hallucinogenic, Hallucinogenic. Yeah. The effects are like after it's passed through. It's not like the spores are growing. Yeah, true, human. True, true, true. It's like the byproducts from it are broken down and then infect the brain. But it's still so interesting because mm-hmm. it's affecting mm-hmm. the ant mm-hmm. and it's affecting the human, and they're all just like fungi. And then we also just eat like random like oyster mushrooms, and like nothing so happens. Good. Like it's just so freaking cool. I love mushrooms. I love mushrooms. And so what I learned about was just more the details of that. And yes, I painted it. Um, call me Instagram at Whale oh, Watch Me PLZ. On Instagram. Oh, yeah. Did I? I never use Instagram, but then I never know if I. No, that's what I mean. I was like, I don't even know. If, I didn't even know if you'd seen that I had posted. Well, well I, I didn't. <laughs> I don't use Instagram. <laughs> you know, I love a bit of validation on the gram. <laughs> Everyone, go and like Greg's painting. At and my encourage very, him to paint even more. My very catchy handle that everyone remembers at Whale Watch Me BLZ. <laughs> um, speaking of loving something, do you love your dog? Because I love mine. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Great segue. Um, basically, there was a study that came out that showed that making eye contact with your dog is not only important in improving communication, but it actually increases bonding between your dog. And so they, they've been like, testing and studying the brains of dogs and humans as well as like hormone releases and they realized there's an increased level of oxytocin in both the dog and the owner when you hmm. give each other eye contact which i ever since i read this i've been staring at ernie and i'm just like i know you feel great i know you feel so good right tail now. away yeah and it's just like that because he's also so cute but then i'm like maybe he thinks we're so cute that's so cute if he gets like a boost Aww. of oxytocin um and then it's like why is our house shaking <laughs> is there a rock oh outside? you know it's just a <laughs> plane that's earthquake so um, but there's a couple of factors that affect a dog's like likelihood of making eye contact with its human. The number one factor was its snout size. So I guess like dogs with shorter snouts, it's actually easier and more <laughs> natural for them to make eye contact because they don't have a giant nose in the way. Hmm. And so dogs with really long noses actually don't focus in the center as much. But then it also mattered like younger puppies were more likely to make eye contact. Cooperative breeds or mutts, like mixed breeds were more cooperative or sorry, were more likely to make eye contact. And just dogs that were generally more playful were, were wanting to make eye contact with their owners more often. Well, Oh, okay. So I got to stare down the dang eyeballs of Ernie. I, yeah. I mean, like I've, I've always heard that dogs have a hard time with eye contact because it's like a sign of aggression, aggression, but maybe that's so different with an owner. Maybe it is true. If you don't know a dog and you're staring at it, it would come off as intense. Oh, true. This is like with but your owner. your own dog understands and knows like your look. Your gaze is loving. The male gaze. That's us spelled G-A-Y-S. Ernie's gaze are loving. <laughs> but I do feel like 
that's probably why this is like a worthwhile study because a lot of people don't know that. I think that there's a lot of, you know, information out there about eye contact with dogs and aggression because that's an important thing to understand. And then this is probably a study that's like, but when it comes to owners, like it's actually really nice. Like that's so mm-hmm. interesting. And it makes sense because it's like, Tish man's best friend. Like it's we've so evolved cute. around them for so long. I know we've been, they truly are best friends. I love dogs. So they much. really are. Like, I mean, I never had a dog and I only fell in love with this one because it's new <laughs> to me, but I do hug them all the time. And I'm like, you're my best friend. And when like, you I love at me, you I actually so get much. like shivers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's really, really, really crazy. And it's wild how effective a dog puppy eyes is. Like if Ernie wants to be pet, there's times when I'll be like, I'll give him his little pets. And then I'll be like, I need to work now. But then he'll just like stare at me. Until like, I, I guess him work more. can wait. Yeah, it's wild. Well, girl, we got to pay the bills. You want your dog food, honey? <laughs> Uh, well, that's it for dogs. Anything else? Nope. Let's get into how we're going to get ripped for the sum. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This episode is sponsored by Squarespace. I know you all love learning and understanding the world, and now it's time to understand web design to make your perfect website. And thank God for Squarespace because it could not be easier. An all-in-one platform where you can build a website, claim a domain, market a brand, and even sell unlimited products online. They even have analytics where you can gain powerful insights about your site visitors and how they interact with your content, which is great if you're like me and obsessed with every metric you can get your hands on. Squarespace and Powers millions of dreamers, makers, and doers by providing them with the tools they need to bring their creative ideas to life. I've said it before, but our own ASAP Science website has been with Squarespace for years. It was so easy to put together. I truly had no experience before making it. You can customize the look and feel, settings, products, and more with just a few clicks. There's also ready-made templates where you can just drag and drop stuff to make it look pretty, but it's awesome because it's also optimized to look great on any device, including mobile. When you create a website with Squarespace, You get free unlimited hosting, top-of-the-line security, and dependable resources to help you succeed. Just head to squarespace.com slash sidenote for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, use the offer code sidenote to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Again, that's squarespace.com slash sidenote. You checking out our sponsors helps our show, and we appreciate it a lot. Study Study time. Study time. Study time. 
Okay. We're getting ripped tonight. Rip. R.I.P. that. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, I know. I realized in that moment, halfway through, you were doing that thing. That's a TikTok thing. <laughs> Did you just go rip? I just thought I would start riffing. (laughs) I don't know. I just thought you were just saying that and I was just going to play along. I I like don't want to get out of this. I obviously want to get out of this pandemic, (laughs) but I don't want to get out of this pandemic and have to experience a bar with TikTok culture. Like, Everyone being like, R.I.P. that booty. And like doing like the like dance and then just being like, you know what I mean? Like the new SZA and Doja Cat song. Like everyone's going to be like, I know. And it's like, okay, no, but that could be so fun. Macarena. Yeah, it's Macarena vibes. Like if we're at a bar or club when things finally open and a song comes on and even if I, I don't know any of the dances, so it's not like I'm going to join, but to see a bunch of people start doing a dance in sync would be kind of cool. It's like 13 going on. 30 but real life <laughs> wait do i like that let me stop and think about this because this is my new thing i'm learning about in therapy i have to be less judgmental so i'm picturing a bunch of people being like r.i.p that boozy hey and they're all jacked and they're all bros and i'm like judging them but i'm actually like no that's beautiful you're learning to dance and in they might be public a space cute little twinks that are just like you know, they don't have to be Jack bros. Oh, just like speaking of this bro <laughs> episode about summer bodies, the R.I.P. Oh, that post, like that concept. And then you go like and you like literally wag your dick around and the, and the people doing it on my feet, at least look like lunk alert. Like, well, that says something about gross. you now, doesn't it, Greg? I know. I hate talking about my TikTok feed because it's like everyone's this, like that's tailored for. you. Yeah, it's like you are you are watching full videos of bros swang on their dicks. OK. <laughs> OK, so are you going to get what? a summer body? <laughs> <laughs> Segwaying, moving on. Uh, where do we start here? That's on my body. <laughs> where do we start with the body? I love Audi, that. Audi, Are Audi. you? Uh, you should say that next time we go Are to a barista. You Are you gonna going to get, get a, a summer, summer body? body? Um. That's such a ridiculous question now that I've said it out loud. Like, are you kidding? Like, we're know, trying, but I never, I've always tried and I don't know how successful I get at it, but I always think I have a summer body when the summer comes because it's the summer and it's You've my body. You've thought of that before? I've never thought yeah. of that. I've never, ever thought of that ever until this year. Are you year. serious? Yeah. I think I become immediately aware when it's summer and I'm like, everyone has a summer body shit. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. But wait. Because what you about know, when you hear the phrase is like some winter what is it summer bodies made in winter months or something yeah so you've never thought about this the summer comes and you just go oh fuck well to be honest i have never been that into fitness for the majority of my life at a level that i really thought about it or put much effort into it it's not like i would be totally unaware i'm obviously once it becomes summer aware that I will sometimes have my shirt off at a beach or a pool or wherever and that I become very aware of what people's bodies looks like in terms of like insecurities or just like knowing. Mm-hmm. But I personally have never done anything to try <laughs> to have a summer body until now because, and I will tell you, yeah, ooh, I mean, I've always had really bad back problems. I've talked about this many times on the podcast. You know, add it to the list of other problems I have, okay? But the back problem thing, I started going to like a fitness clinic or whatever R-I-P, yeah, hey. to work on it and so ever since i did that and it was like you know i do exercises and movements and stuff <laughs> you know exercise you know, you know what those things are right <laughs> so anyway i do those my back's improved so much i'm realizing i can't stop exercising because it's been it's so good for my you. back but then i got to a point now i'm kind of finally entering the point where i haven't had a back issue in long enough that i'm wow. like maybe i just 
want to push this exercise thing a little further so because the back really... issue was the gateway drug to getting into exercise. And yeah. this is your first summer coming up where you're really feeling like you're into exercise. Yeah. Cause now I've been going there for, I think a couple of years. I don't know if you know the timeline, Yeah. but the first couple of years I was just <laughs> focused on, okay, just doing movements and, um, exercise that focused on like, what do we need to do to help like support my back? Are there weak areas of my legs even that are making me imbalanced? And that's like kind of what this fitness place was focused in. And now that I feel like not that we've conquered it, that was a lesson I learned is I'll probably never get rid of it, but mm. I can like minimize the time it takes to recover and how often it happens. Um, that has finally brought me to a place of like, now I go to the gym enough that it feel comfortable. I've always been a scared little gay kid to be in gyms. So I hate, <laughs> honestly, honestly, are you not? <laughs> I love that. Just like you said that, like it was four words that are always together. Like, you know, I've always been a scared little gay kid scared of gyms or like whatever. It's like, it's like, as if like that is like, you know, I'm the gay, the gay little scared kid is scared of gyms. not? <laughs> That's so, uh, no, I, like, I have such a different, I don't want to derail you, like, were you finding yeah, your point? Yeah, I'm done my point. <laughs> but, like, but, but your point is, like, you just needed a good back to, like, think about going to the gym to get well, a summer body. that, and not just the good back, it taught me to feel more safe in a gym, gym. space for a okay, long time. Okay, so that is the point, is the gym have, space. Yeah, they've represented oh, sort of toxic wow. masculinity, the fear of being bullied and called the f word and all for those all those that's faggot spelled with an f not a ph yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> um uh, we don't shy away from saying that word on this podcast at least i know but mitch i guess does because he's a scared little gay boy scared of exactly. scared of gym <laughs> and now i'm scared of the algorithm and banning our channel <laughs> okay so i have such a different relationship as a scared little gay boy it's linked in scared little ba gay boy but i go to the gym like it's like scared little ba gay boy who runs to the gym <laughs> okay. and so it's like i have been learning a lot about like because i was gay I really had to work hard to like be resilient, make sure that like things like I learned how to like really work my life in a way to be the best it could be for me because I was like getting called a faggot all the time. So I had to like real like and part of the thing I did was like really lean into like gym class, like literally being like, I'm going to take gym class all of high school because if I can learn to like shoot the shit with the boys in this setting, it's only going to help me like protect myself. So Interesting I strategy. Yeah. So it was like, I actually like went in with full force and was like, I'm confident here. Like, where's the dance unit? I was so upset when I got to high school. I'm like, only the girls do dance. I'm about back. But like, like I literally was like, what we're wrestling. I'm like, I think that's actually weirdly gayer. Like, it's, yeah. like why am I wrestling my buff gym terrifying. teacher? If we all were just dancing, I actually could be straighter boys. I I really <laughs> wish there was TikTok in high school because there probably would have been male gym dance. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. So we had the same core issue, but we solved it. Or yeah. tried to solve it. And and I ways. felt like it was like the jocks, like I was really good at badminton. So like, <laughs> oh like I would like beat the jocks at badminton and they'd sort of be like, sup bro, like this kid's funny. And like, I, I knew the instinct to leave gym class in grade nine, but to me that almost felt like coming out. Like that was mm. like, that was my vulnerability is if I leave gym class, it's like so obvious. Mm. I loved art. I loved science. Right. So I kept gym class to be like, I'm this. And then I eventually just was like, actually, I'm gay. Oh, I was 100% <laughs> that meme. That's like, um, you know, it says like theater girls with like a mental health problem. And then it's like queer kids with no friends. And then they're like, <laughs> Do you want to form an alliance? Have you seen that? <laughs> yes. Like, and I was definitely that. It's <laughs> like I had no straight boyfriends. <laughs> oh my God. Straight boyfriends. <laughs> I mean, that. That's later. the dream. <laughs> 
So I guess summer bodies probably mean a lot to a lot of people for longer than Mitch <laughs> as he's new to the gym. For me, even though I've been going to the gym a lot, like the concept of a summer body, I'd actually not really thought about in probably the last until like the last three years. And I think it's I am like never sure about culture with this. If it's something that just like everyone's talking about more, mm-hmm. there's obviously like a cultural push for fitness now more than ever. And I think young people, if you're listening, like when I was in university, like what was considered like hot was like Seth from the OC. Yeah. And like there was like this, it like it wasn't a jack. It was, it was fit. He was still fit, but he was kind of skinny. It was like American apparel, skinny, like weird, like the libertines. And like, even us vibe. Being, and I don't know if you were as in the emo scene as I was, <laughs> uh, but the emo scene was also like skinny. Yeah. Well, it, yeah. Was, it wasn't just to be skinny, but that was like the aesthetic wasn't to be jacked is what I mean. Yeah. It was like, it was like Ashley Simpson was the pop star and she, was going for like this she was going for like this skinny guy with like the studded belt around yeah. his weights he was like who like didn't skateboard but looked like he could skateboard and yeah. had like long frilly hair and it was like it wasn't like a guy who looked like a literal quarterback yeah. which every tiktok star like noah beck and stuff mm-hmm. i'm like you're weirdly just like of kind of vanilla quarterback yes so it's like the trends have changed and i think maybe the summer body is sort of coming through this like inundation of like the ripped man. Okay. And I guess maybe obviously girls think about this too, but we're talking about my own experience. I feel like what we should talk about today is like, it's the concept of growing muscles. I guess we are really focusing on a guy, on a guy's perspective right now. It's like growing muscles. And like, what are the other things you're on? You're on a beach. So it's like, it's like, are you wanting to be f- like it, like lose fat or is it just I think it's a mix of growth? both like, like I, yeah. I have some conversations around yeah losing fat and even if that's not like even for people who are trying to build muscle at the same time as losing fat you mm. know thinking about that and then I just I found, I had a couple of studies I want to talk about because yeah. they there's there's some just popped out they weren't necessarily do with summer bodies but it was interesting stats about fitness or just health that I wanted to tell you about okay cool um but okay, I'm gonna tell tell you one at first because okay, yeah. these will be short. I literally had three, but I'll tell you one right now, and then you can give me something. Okay. okay. Um, there was a study over 8,000 kids. Obviously, not concerned about their summer bodies, but between two and 19. <laughs> oh and God. I think this will make you absolutely lose your mind. Um, they were followed for I don't know six months or something, and tracked what they drank every day. On any given day, one and one in five American kids in that age don't drink any water at all what as you just opened your oh water my God, bottle I just that opened wasn't planned my white culture this is who i am it's this twist of a nalgene bottle opening i'm like plastic in my body immediately <laughs> isn't that nuts no water and oh, so no that's but the so... study found that they are instead drinking uh high sweetened like sugary drinks so juices pops uh sports drinks instead of water Um, and then the study was trying ultimately was um linking that obviously that's associated with like increased calories and over the long term it adds up to a lot and just realizing that water's a so good for you and like the healthiest drink you can (laughs) have water's like really good for your life (laughs) yeah i just thought it was so interesting obviously there's a much bigger conversation even even the study mentioned it around water insecurity even in the states there's more and more places where people can't trust their water sources so it's beyond that but I just was like thinking, oh my gosh, like 20% of kids aren't drinking water some days. Oh. That is so wild. And it does make me realize though, like 
we're gonna stay on summer bodies. I know this is a side note. It's like the concept of fresh water, like being from Toronto is so interesting because it's like I never even think about that. Like obviously water to me is the easiest, right? <clears throat> cheapest, most accessible way to hydrate your body if you're thirsty. But I'm like, that's a really striking stat. But I'm like, it just brings to mind so many other issues with the world yeah. and how it's like, yeah, well, there's a there's water insecurity in America for sure, which is wild. But B, it's just like, it made me just be like, we're so lucky. Like we're mm -hmm. so lucky to live to near a great lake. Yeah. It. And just yeah. like, and, and just like consume it so easily. But that is wild to me. Cause it's like, I don't want to judge people. Cause I'm like, who knows? How yeah. You don't know the is. circumstance, yeah. but if it's just <laughs> so a matter crazy. of it's like, I think since I've known you, I drink a lot more water because you are so conscious and you always have water with you. I find I enjoy drinking water, but I just pee it all out. But yeah, now I'm like, I'm like, it's so interesting because you're obviously the only person I've really like lived with <laughs> like for a long period of time. I guess like actually our other roommates, like, yeah, like Brian, I feel like Brian would always chug a big thing of water. Like, like, I feel like, <laughs> is it, am I weird for always having water on me? Or I don't like, know if it's weird. Are you weird for not have drinking water until you met me? <laughs> I think there's <laughs> just, I didn't not drink water. <laughs> no, but there was this time where we met where you were like, it's just so weird. You just like got a glass of water. You like enjoy it. And I'm like, yeah, wait, like you, like there was, I was this, these like, kids probably yeah, yeah. drinking juice. <laughs> okay. Wait. So what is that? Is that just a stat you have? Doesn't have to link yeah, to summer bodies. Yeah. It's not like to summer bodies. It was just linked to like fitness and realizing that they were calculating like the difference of even if it was like 100 or 200 calories extra a day wow. over the course of months, like that mm -hmm. can add up to a lot of it consumed, you know, sugar, uh, that was not good. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So one thing I'll say about summer bodies, and this is something that people will either want to hear or not, which is that so much of how your muscles are put forth to thine on the beach is like your genetics. It's like, oh, I, I always forget about that. Like it's I always assume annoying. if I work out, <laughs> well, I know that, well, that's under the assumption that you and I think we have bad quote unquote genetics to build muscle. If we want muscle. Well, I think, I don't even know if I think so. That. Why do you, what do you mean? Annoying? I just think it's one of those frustrating things where, and everyone does this. You look at different people and see your favorite parts of them or their bodies or their lives and you pick and choose. And then you realize you can't get all those things, but yeah, you don't yeah. acknowledge that they also probably can't get all the yeah. things. Like there's people who look and have perfect abs too, but you're not realizing that their biceps aren't as big. Yeah. They're or, like the myostatin in my pecs yeah. doesn't work. <laughs> so it's definitely just something I think a lot of people are aware of where you go, Oh, well my genetics is just so annoying. Yeah. I'm working so hard. Well, also I think that's an interesting thing in life to think about. It's like you can idolize certain parts of people's lives, but always remember if you're idolizing that you should try and think of their whole life and be like, do you idolize all of it? Because there's so many True. amazing things in this life that come with sacrifice. And like, that's a, even just like a mental activity. Mm -hmm. That's good. Mm -hmm. But okay. So um, when it comes to your genetics, I just want to talk a little bit about myostatin literally and sort of how it differentiates from a scientific point of view. So every time you lift weight, your muscles receive damage, which is like, I kind of always forget about. <laughs> I'm always like, right. oh yeah, I'm like ripping them open, <laughs> like for some weird reason, like alone yeah. in my basement listening to like a self help podcast. <laughs> like, okay, what is happening? <laughs> I'm that's a man cave. <laughs> um, but the body recovers by forming new muscle protein strands, which like repair it, and then over time, that was the, what literally increases the strand of the muscle in your body biologically. Mm -hmm. And if growth outweighs breakdown, then they grow. Right. 
And so like muscle size and everyone has a limit, which is controlled by myostatin, which is a protein that you would learn about in like kinesiology. It's actually like a really cool protein. It's like very interesting protein. <laughs> it's like, I'm not going to go into it, but it's like actually really cool. But it like puts a little bit of a limit on everyone's body to help so that you don't like just for example, keep working out. And then all of a sudden you're like not balanced. Cause right. like you're literally immobile, like, you're right. immobile cause you're like so right thighs up jacked. so big. And then it's like, well now if you're put in a real situation where you actually have to like help like run from like a boar or something, <laughs> you you're can't. falling over. <laughs> yeah. So it's like for all those lunk alerts who are trying to get so big and I want to talk about steroids later. It's like, you're playing with your physiology to like be the most efficient you. Mm. And so some people have, what it is, is a genetic differentiation in the myostatin. So they'll limit how big their muscles can get. And that's where maybe some envy can come. And then it, it's also a, like grade 11 biology thing about, do you remember the like Belgian blue cow that you yes. always learn about? Yeah. The, so they have some what mutation in their myostatin. Gene. Yeah, they have it. Ex exactly. They have a, a deletion in their GDF8 gene, which means they're these genetically modified cows. If you look at photos of them, they're like, these like beefcake they're bros. They're like, jacked. Yo, they're like, sweat up, pussy ho, yeah. Like they're so jacked and they don't produce myostatin. So their muscles just grow and grow and grow. So wow. myostatin is a protein that actually helps you keep your muscles on an appropriate in side check. for your body. Uh, but that's why some people there's differentiations in that specific protein, mm. which is why it can lead to some people actually will get bigger muscles more easily right. than other people. <laughs> But anyways, I love the freaking uh, Belgian blue cow. Like, look it up. It's hilarious. Look it up. It's so cool. It's do you want me to talk so about steroids freaky. now or do you want to go into yours? I want to go to another one of yours. Okay. Um. Sure. Well, oh, I was going to bring up something. Okay. Well, why don't we talk about ourselves for a little bit? Because okay. this is our rock guys. And we are having to be vulnerable about okay. bodies. So, yeah. What I'm going to bring up is related to the next thing I'll talk about. So, you know, over the last little bit, we were kind of like, so like, we bought a scale. We've never owned a scale and uh, it has ruined my life. We got it today <laughs> and <laughs> I am much heavier than I thought I was, which I know is silly. Like I actually don't know what weight I should even be, but I've just, I, my parents used to have a scale growing up. And so I have this like weight in my mind. Cause you know, every time I'd go back to my parents, I would just like step on it when I'm in the bathroom, but I haven't been there in years. Thank you pandemic. So I haven't been really known. And I'm just like, I think I'm much heavier than I was. And that like kind of freaked me out. And so it, even before this, I've just been feeling like since the pandemic, I, I've been eating a lot more, sitting around doing nothing. Like we've been eating edibles all the time. So I'm always hungry. Um, just like, <laughs> okay, I probably gained weight. So I've been trying to be like, Hey, I, I want to just like think about my diet. Okay. I started counting my calories and I don't know if that's good or not. And what do you think about that? Wow. They're going <laughs> it over to me. Well, I just like, you're being so quiet. No, I'm finding it's just interesting. I like, I think okay, it's I a cool talking. perspective to just hear what the way people's you're articulating the way your brain thinks around these subjects, which everyone thinks about but i think isn't talked about a lot so i just found that yeah okay so it's weird because i've never really thought about the specific amount of calories i eat on it me on neither a, on a daily basis and and that's a privilege and lucky that I've, I've just grown up in a way where uh you know i've eaten the food i've eaten and i uh, have had relatively stable weight and i haven't had to worry about that that much but obviously over the pandemic and all these things, I've just, I guess, become more aware of it. And because I've been working out more at the gym, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, like, do I need to eat more or eat less? And this was like a big problem in my brain for a long time. I didn't know, what am I at? Like, should I be eating more or should I be eating less? It was a really weird, I want bigger muscles, but 
I don't know. I was just confused. So I was started by just being like, you know, what? I will just count my calories to like learn to understand what are the things I'm eating. We've now been vegetarian for like a year, right? Yeah. We had that anniversary recently. <laughs> and I realized I don't even know how much protein I take in a day. I've never counted it ever in my life. How much should I take in all these things? By the way, they say like one gram per pound of body weight. Who um, says that? Who's that? This is like generally accepted, but they say like between 0.6 to one. And this may be for people who are working out actively. Yeah. Um, but like every fitness video I watch. So, and and many of them are citing studies and showing that yeah. that's like where your optimal growth will be. So if you're working out, which and, is good if they're talking about it outside of steroids, which I'll get to later. Like, so they're talking about like biology and eating, like to grow your muscles naturally through food, 0.6 to one gram, gram per body weight of, of yeah. protein will per day per pound of body per weight. Pound yeah. of body so weight per day. kilogram i, I don't okay. really know what that was but like, like two point something um but all that to say i started slowly looking into like calorie counting before this podcast <laughs> and mostly ubiquitously like i mean a lot of fitness people recommend these different calorie deficits that can help you focus on things but most studies do show that calorie counting just doesn't work in terms of dieting. So obviously, whether you're trying oh. to be super fit or whether you want to lose lots of weight, that's not to say it can't be a part of your strategy. But most calorie counting, um, strict calorie counting deficits like are not that sustainable for people. You can lose weight with them, but studies show like most people rebound from them because it puts all these strict, um, you know, ideas on you and you starve yourself and then you cave because you're absolutely so hungry or you're missing jumping from like zero to 100 and suddenly you don't have nearly as much salt or fat or all these wow. things that like would your cravings will want and then i came across uh this dr jason fung who talks about it it's like pretty well known and renowned talking about diets and cancer he's like a doctor he's talked about lots of different things um and opened my eyes to something that I was I was fairly convinced, and a lot of people are calories in, calories out. Like there's that calories basic in. theory of okay, okay, yeah, if yeah. you burn more calories than you eat, you should lose weight. Okay. And he's like, that is not true. And wow. I was like, I don't understand how that can't be true because obviously there's just like, oh, it's just simple math is kind of the way it comes down to. And basically he described it and he used a study to um illustrate this, but the foods you eat matter so much because they also define what your body will do with it. They trigger different hormones in your body. Not every food is made equal. Hmm. And so the study they did is they took uh, type 2 diabetics and um, gave them certain amounts of insulin and increased it over six months. Hmm. I don't know how to calculate like the numbers, but he said he was like, it, it was a, a lot of insulin to give them by the end of the six months. Um, and the whole time they were on a calorie restricted diet, of minus 300 calories okay at the end of the program the average weight they gained was 20 pounds on oh. a calorie restricted diet oh wow so his point was because the increased insulin it was telling their bodies insulin like informs your body that you should be like saving energy and, and storing it it basically yeah. helps your body too. store fat so you um, if you're eating really hot foods that spike that insulin, that's why you hear about like high glycemic index, refined or what do you say, like uh, like processed foods often spike that and uh, spike insulin. And that's why they're more likely to cause you to store fat. Um, and so that was just like one interesting example for me to realize that just being in a calorie deficit, that's not to say that there aren't 
healthy ways to be in a calorie deficit and lose weight or lose fat and like tone your body. But it was just a nice reminder that that is not so simple as just an equation. It matters the actual foods you're taking in. You know, people sometimes talk about carbs being the devil, but he was like, you know, carbs are not all made equally. Like a bean, eating lots of beans doesn't trigger the same insulin release as eating sugar or drinking juice or, Hmm. you know, like your body responds and releases, they trigger different hormones. And so for me, I thought that was something I never really knew about. Obviously it still leans into sort of what you would expect, like eating whole foods, healthy foods is obviously going to help you lose weight. You know, doing exercise and not overeating is all like part of the equation, but just to like not throw that out there as like a blanket. That being calorie counting. Yeah. And his argument was like, sometimes when if you cut 500 calories a day, your body might start its basal metabolic rate will stop using as much then you'll be tired because your body's like, well, I'm not going to waste this energy oh, on God, heating it's so myself. Complicated. Yeah, so it yeah. isn't just so simple. Anyway, I know that was kind of a long rant to explain all that. I hope it made sense. No, it um, made sense. Like I was following along. Like I Was it interesting? It, yeah, yeah. It was saying that like calorie counting, which I think is something that a lot of people can relate to. I think it's probably a lot of people's like, if they ever try something like this go-to concept, mm. that it's like more deep. It's, it's just because it's all rooted in nutrition and science and a complex body that we all have that like it's pretty fair to say if there's ever a simple solution it's not Not gonna be or i don't think not true but it's gonna be more nuanced than you can imagine like i think that's why this is all so complicated and why even like the concept of a summer body is so fraught it's actually like a bad concept for society because it's like it means so many things Mm -hmm. different things to different people and it's pretty damaging and i think like yeah like i do think that I am someone who is like trepidatious about all of these things. I feel like I've had a good sort of like mental health around like eating. Like I don't think I've ever experienced disordered eating or like huge issues with like self-esteem or something that like also a lot of these things are so rooted in like a lot of like, you know, like mental health disorders that I'm like, when I think about counting calories and stuff like that, like I'm scared of it. Like I think we've talked about this before. Mm -hmm. Like I, like I, when I think about coming to the summer coming up it's like i always am just like okay greg like do your best like you know what i mean like i do think about it which is like obviously kind of weird but i just feel I think like your instinct is to like run more you get more active and it's yeah. easier in the summer to be biking around the city yeah. and going but i'm on not walks. like not aware that i'm gonna have to be in a bathing suit do you know mm-hmm. what i mean like that's the mm-hmm. thing it's like and then there's so much stuff there too where it's like when you think about like fat phobia and all these things it's like i'm always picturing myself going to like a gay place where there's like so many like jacked people, actually probably a lot of steroids, which I'm going to get into, which is like, maybe I'm just judging people, but like, it's pretty insane. Like gay people are like, when it comes to body image, like it's really intense. Like there's so much fat phobia. And then I also do this thing where I'm like, I spent so long, not so long, but thinking about a summer body, I get into the space and then I'm like, all these people with these crazy jack bodies are like very unattractive to me. Like, mm-hmm. and I like, and, and you kind of have made fun of me as if I'm kidding, not like I'm kidding, but you've been like, 
I think once like mentioned that it's like maybe I'm like forcing it because I'm like trying to be like I'm against no, some like 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 not in that it. instance. Oh, okay, have I? Maybe not you. Some but I feel like sometimes it's like when I get in those spaces, I talk about it a lot. I'm like, I, I think it's blending together, and like I'm more yeah. turned on by like alternative bodies, and like that's not a bad thing. But like yeah. before I got here, I was assuming, and like right. Instagram made me want to look a certain way and try, and then I get there and I go like, oh my god, like actually all these CrossFit people look the same and I'm not attracted. I'm literally not attracted to it. And I'd get confused sometimes about like, what yeah, maybe I would say you do, you do take it to the flip extreme. What I would say happens to me is I get there and I realize like the body itself is not the only factor of someone's attractiveness. Yes. I might see someone with a nice body and find them attractive. Yes. I might see someone who's really skinny or really big and find them attractive and everything in between. That's why it's like work out, but make sure you're reading books as much as they're working out. You gotta be smart. You gotta be fine. You gotta chat. Yeah. There, yes, I think there's this weird thing at least so happens in my mind of a double standard of being like, of course, like I love and accept all body types, but then you're like, but I still want to mine to be. Yeah, and you even like said earlier, you're like you got panicked when your scale said you weighed more, and it's like, why? Is that that's not a bad thing? No, you're right. That could be muscle, like. Mm Like sometimes I like that's another thing I play with sometimes is like I've definitely like gained and lost weight. But whenever I've gained weight, I've always been like, oh, it's like maybe I'm more attractive. <laughs> like, I don't know. I just like I'm like, <laughs> no, it's just, it's just your weight in pounds. Like I feel like there's a lot of like pressure from society that's like make like, you know what I mean? I'm, I hope you don't realize that if you have gained weight, so you look amazing and that's amazing and it shouldn't make you sad. Yeah, I, I, how do I say this? I think just in general, I'm a more anxiety-ridden person than you are. And so for me to know that I have had a relatively stable weight number and then that change just kind of spooks oh, me. Oh, I see. It's like and throwing so you off. It's okay, like yeah, a level true. of control to be like, oh, wait, like is something changing? Obviously, I'm aging. Obviously, we've been in a pandemic and it just was like, oh, shoot, has something gone out? I've never really had to think about this. Suddenly, I weigh more. It's so mean? weird because it's like now that I'm thinking about that as a concept – summer bodies all this pressure has completely fucked our ability to just like add stepping on a scale to weigh your biology mass to just be as significant as just like any other part of our life like 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 think about it you're getting on a scale and you're just weighing how much your literal mass is it's a Mm -hmm. biological concept about just like how much gravity you're you're inserting because of just like whatever's happening to you then there's other things like you brush your teeth to take care of the fluoride in your teeth and like no one's like I guess some people are judging about teeth, but it's like, it just feels like there's so much more on this on like weight, weird, simple yeah. act, which is just mm-hmm. weight that has been put into us from like, probably like our parents, culture, just like yeah. everything bleeding in. And it's kind of actually just like a very simple biological thing that just gives you some information. Like it's sad how much weight yeah, we've put I on mean, it. it's ironic to think that it's because it's from the outside people see it, right? Whereas like you watch everyone drinking and smoking exactly. and you're like, that's like literally killing, killing you. Your- yeah, exactly. It's like, it's like exactly like that's so interesting. Or like, yeah, like me, I like have like four beers and then I kind of start talking weird. It's like, well, that's also really weird. Like, but I'm not a, like ashamed or like, it's like, yeah. I don't know. Maybe I am. Like there's just, there's something about weight that just feels like it gets way too much weight, LOL, mm-hmm. literally, mm-hmm. in our lives when it's just a simple thing telling us information about our bodies at the moment. Yeah, it's just kind of one factor. Um, I am so curious about steroids. steroids. Oh, my gosh. Because okay. I find it fascinating. I don't yeah. really know that much about steroids. 
so like this is a scientific very baseline scientific look at what steroids do to your body because i was just really curious because when i thought about summer bodies i just thought of gay spaces and sometimes when i go and see these really jack guys i just think like is it god are we staring right <laughs> like sometimes like, there's how else could you be like yeah looking at that? <laughs> and there's uh, like visible acne on people's like backs and faces and stuff where i'm like you also are like 35 and a sim like mm. a side effect of right. Which is not steroids, to say they exactly. have to have steroids. No, no, but, exactly. But, but I'm like, there are just sometimes moments where I'm just like a little bit like stone and I'm like detective, like, like me yeah. all biological detective. I'm like, well, it's an acne and he looks like he looks like the blue Belgian cow. <laughs> <laughs> so over 3 million Americans have used performance enhancing st uh, steroids. So it's a lot more wow. common than I thought. And then I read a study of like uh, one of those like, I forget what gym it was in America, but like Barry's equivalent, like at, actually like whatever Epic gym where they studied people and 15% of people at the time were using steroids in the gym. When they asked, they were doing like, it was like a type of study where they were asking wow. people to fill out. Like, you know what I mean? A lot of people could have mm -hmm. maybe not partaken, but I was like, that's just like way hot. Like mm -hmm. when I'm at the gym and think someone's on steroids, it's like once if back when I was going to the gym, like once a month, like right, I wasn't thinking 15% of the people there. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So oh, sometimes I am like when I see people that jacked, cause I guess people have pointed out to me, especially cause we kind of work a little bit in this entertainment industry and we have other friends who have kind of pointed out, you know, when you see someone that looks like that, they're probably on steroids. Actually, it's a conversation that gets talked about a lot more when you go to LA. Yeah, <laughs> like, it is. Like, cause yeah. we've had to go to LA for our work. It's like the first time people were like, yeah, well they're obviously on steroids. And I'm like, wait, <laughs> what? That's an option. And people, then I like look around and I'm like, wow. know what a steroid body looks like, yeah. whereas I don't have a baseline for how far someone can push their body without steroids. And people in LA are actually trying to optimize their bodies for their careers. Mm -hmm. And so you like meet people who are like, well, obviously, like they'll almost be like, well, I'm obviously on steroids. And I'm like, yeah. I didn't know that was an obvious, but like in LA, <laughs> it's more obvious because it's like, well, yeah, I'm trying to be in a Marvel film or something <laughs> like that. And you're like, oh, yeah, true. That's like what you're actually doing. Yeah. Um. So <clears throat> steroid is like a term that can be defined from organic chemistry as like a four carbon ring structure. So estrogen is a steroid, testosterone is a steroid, and you can get steroids for treatments of fever. Like when I had mono for the second time and they were like, that's weird, you shouldn't get it for a second time. They gave me steroids because I was really sick. <laughs> and so what the, is actually doing these performance enhancing ones is mimicking testosterone. Okay. So testosterone is not the same as myostatin, but you can think of it similarly in the sense that it controls how big your muscles can get. Okay. So literally when you're taking steroids, you're essentially giving yourself injections of specific types of testosterone that are going to go into your body and physiologically help you build your muscles to be bigger mm -hmm. and also to break down fat. And you will be able to get bigger muscles than you could naturally based on this unnatural amount of testosterone that okay. you inject into yourself. Right. Okay. Yeah. And what I will say for anyone using steroids is that this actually goes, the specific steroid easily goes into your cell. Then it goes to androgen receptors, which go into your nucleus. It changes your DNA's ability to create the desert. I'm like, that is more intense than an mRNA vaccine. So if you are going <laughs> and you are taking steroids, Joe Rogan, and you are then becoming a bit more anti-vaxxer vibes, it's oh like, well, gosh, steroids yeah. are way more effective in, in the sense that they actually affect your DNA, whereas mRNA vaccines stay in your cytoplasm. Huh. That's wow. just my little Joe Rogan thing because I'm like, he's definitely like probably on steroids and he's certainly like weird about vaccines, but he'll do like <laughs> weird, like fucking crazy ass stem cell, like fucking advertising on his fucked up podcast. Okay. Wow. Well. 
<laughs> we don't need to go. There. Imagine I like imagine. Wait, I, no, we don't always have to shy away from Joe Rogan. No, I just don't. We don't need to like fight no, over it. It's like I'm not aware. We're not gonna stupid, fight. Not us. I mean, oh. like. I don't, it's just like triggering and I don't need to talk. About Imagine it cut to an ACAST thing that was like, this is brought to you by Joe Rogan. <laughs> like, uh, no, so I didn't mean to dismiss you. I'm our man. No, Joe like, Rogan's very all polarizing. Know it's just annoying. Yeah. Okay. And it's just going to make me angry to talk <laughs> okay, about it. Okay, okay, okay. I'm like, I'm getting roid rage. <laughs> so that's the thing. You can get roid rage. Um, it does shrink your balls physiologically because of, the, oh, it makes your sperm less able to swim forward. It it makes your sperm accounts decrease and it makes you more infertile, have erectile dysfunction because you're playing with your hormones. And so it is a very dangerous drug. And a lot of people actually, the way you get bigger muscles is you go on and off of it. So when you're off of it, it's like really damaging for uh, anything to do with fertility or being mm. able to get an erection or something like that. It's kind of crazy. And there's a lot of acne issues that come with it and a lot of disease, cardiovascular disease, some neurological disorders. So it's like a very serious drug that only that the only benefits are your muscles, like physically looking bigger, that it's a pretty intense thing to do I, to your body. It's not the only, People perform higher levels. Oh, when they take steroids. Oh, sorry, sorry. I mean, okay. like a lot of athletes. Sorry, but that's are still not... a, it's still a performance. Like it's yes, not something that's sorry. actually. Like... What I mean is, if like there are Olympians that have been caught taking steroids and it, and they're not doing it to look better, they're doing oh, it to, that's they're true. doing it to win. Yeah, sorry. Okay, wow. So the because, wow, I actually because... was not. Th I was thinking about summer bodies and was right. actually like. Sorry, I, I think was steroids like, wait, were okay. probably first introduced into like compet. I mean, I'm just kind of making this up, but I assume there was the pressure and money to help people win competitive sports, right? As oh my god, I was only thinking good. of this as like lunks getting bigger at a gym, and so when I was doing all this research about steroids, mm -hmm. I was just picturing that. But it's like, okay, that's true. I guess then it's like. It's like it's helping, you know, your muscles perform at higher levels, whether you're racing, whether you're lifting, whether you're whatever, yeah. like you, a lot of people take it because it gives them an edge. And then you watch these documentaries and you find out even though people are banning or steroids are banned, there's always these new ways that they're kind of optimizing their bodies until an organization decides like that's technically cheating. <laughs> wow. Yeah. No, that's crazy. So then, I'll, so then. You're doing that at the sacrifice, for example, of your balls. <laughs> yeah. Sure. And, and honestly. And at your ability to have like mental it stability. It makes sense to me when you're a high level athlete who wants, not, not, I don't mean in the sense of cheating. I just mean it makes sense. You're like, I'll have a big ash long tiny balls. If you were like, your whole life goal was to be the best at one particular thing. I can understand being like, okay, how can I optimize my body? Yeah. What is the risk assessment? Because to be honest, being, pushing your body that far is not necessarily healthy to begin with, even if you're not taking no. steroids, right? No, no, yeah, even true, just true. like putting your, and, and it's an amazing feat. That doesn't mean it's not like mind or jaw dropping and just like shocking to see an athlete push their body. It doesn't mean it's healthy. It doesn't mean they won't have like serious issues yeah. when they're older. And so in that case, you're like, okay, well, they're not doing it to be healthy either. Like someone who's trying to lift 7,000 pounds, yeah. <laughs> whatever the hell you can lift, yeah. um, is is doing it because they want to like push boundaries of the human body. Oh my gosh, steroids are so weird then. Because it's like, yeah, like that's just like another one of the many sacrifices you have to make as an athlete, mm -hmm. like that to your life. Like honestly, mm -hmm. whenever I hear about athletes' lives, 
like i'm especially like extreme ones i'm just like that sounds awful yeah it's really intense so much commitment honestly. yeah and then it, I, the sacrifice for example of roid rage and it, they found mm. that people were a lot more manic and depressed mm. when they were on steroids but if you're some crazy athlete you're probably manic and depressed also because you're like <laughs> working you know what i mean like you're never seeing your family you're getting up every day you're doing yeah. all these sacrifices it's like you probably don't know where the steroid symptoms and just this intense really challenging True. life start and end that you get into it more easily because you're like well it might not be the steroids it could also be because I'm, i never see my friends <laughs> I, I mean i would hope at that level of athletic performance there would be programs around managing and mitigating the negative effects. Yeah. Whereas people who just take them casually don't have a support system. But if you're an Olympian, you probably have people who are testing oh, your crazy. body every day. Obviously having depressive episodes is not useful in terms of training. So they probably work around like, how do you manage those symptoms? If yeah. you're going to take steroids, blah, blah, blah. Um, Either way, I will never be doing steroids. That sounds scary AF. Yeah. And I think I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing, which is just like when the summer comes, <laughs> I go, I'm going to do my best. And I don't even know what That's best nice. means because then sometimes I'm like. Just do whatever makes you feel good. Yeah. You know? And that's why I think I've grown. And beca because of my little gay little boy scared of gyms attitude, <laughs> I've kind of conditioned myself to judge people who care a lot about it. But I've slowly been able to hmm. think you know what if that makes someone feel good to, to push their body uh that's fine yeah i think yeah. that's interesting and i think it's been easier for me to accept in a pandemic when i'm like oh, okay well this is something it's something to hold on to and feel like there's improvement what is what's you mean this uh, is working out oh working like, out oh, and okay. like slowly increasing weights over time and seeing oh my gosh like i couldn't lift this before yeah is a way to feel progress when you know, especially now there's no progress anywhere else yeah. because we're just doing the same thing every week. Yeah. Um, I like, I'm like, so when I think about sort of now the summer's coming, like I do just dance in my basement more <laughs> and I'm like, it actually is like something that makes me also kind of in that way. I'm like, I get very happy because physiologically dancing is really good for your body. It's really hard for your brain to be sad <laughs> when you're dancing. True. And then it's also just like a really like, tangible thing that you can get better at like mine's a little weird because it ends with me being like and yeah and like slamming my <laughs> hand like into the air and being like the um oh but it's God. like i am at the end of it being like and i don't know it's probably gonna help my body oh for sure <laughs> dancing's certainly one of the best exercises i would think yeah and it's I coordination like, it's cardio yeah. it's like happiness and singing and moving i don't know and also summer bodies are so beautiful of all shape sizes from everyone because everyone's like happier and like sun-kissed and mm -hmm. like you know what i mean i'm like my summer body is also great because i'm like actually like going outside and like hanging out with my friends and then being like whoa like the buds are bursting forth with leaves you know the what i mean like so you're just good. like so like everyone's yeah. sexier it is such a weird difference especially for people who don't live in cold climates the difference we go through when we're in winter and the amount of layers like uh, you don't even see your own body oh my God. i look okay picture an uncooked chicken at a butcher <laughs> you know that skin that's like gross and you're like well i can't wait to season that and cook that because it looks disgusting <laughs> that like uncooked skin is like my skin in winter <laughs> i'm like yeah. not kidding there are sometimes where i'm like this is an uncooked chicken so like 
I need to cook myself a bit because like this <laughs> oh looks <my> disgusting. <laughs> and some people might not relate to that because they're like they're white people who don't live in these in, like crazy yeah, Toronto like, don't places. have to wear seven thousand layers and hide in the winter. Oh yeah, yeah, no, it's true. So I think that summer bodies, they're just everyone's gonna look better. In the I summer. think yeah, I think I'd like to spend the last little bit of this pod just reiterating what you're saying. Like as much as I want to sort of slowly push myself and get stronger there's also part of me that wants to learn how to just accept the way things yeah. are a little better and i know that's also a big conversation that's been happening around the world in terms of body positivity and just like learning to accept where you're at not just with regards to your body but no that, that's like life right like that's like almost like a shift that's happening in culture around the world or maybe just for us i'll say the western world about life like mm -hmm. being able to appreciate what's happening in the moment is like weirdly the most important thing that you just keep hearing everyone tell you from so many different yeah. facets of like psychology and science. Like, mm. so I think it's another example of that. And I think it's really hard for a lot of people. And like, yeah, I think also everyone needs to be careful with how intense this is yeah. for everyone that I don't think, I don't think it should be like tread lightly when it comes to, you know, even stepping on a scale and just remembering there's so much weight put on this thing yeah. and it's really it unfair and so for, and for me, it's like, if you want to turn me on, girl, you got to be at a bar. You got to look kind of cool and different. And you got to have read a book about fungi. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like when I sometimes talk to these super hot people, I'm like, well, now I see why you're at the gym because you're trying <laughs> yeah. to make up for something else. It's called a personality. And I'm not, I know I'm really judgmental. So damn it. I'm like, damn it. Was that judgmental? But I, I love swear. I just like, and to learn to accept. <laughs> I and you're know. like, these fucking dumbasses. No, <laughs> okay. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Uh, a lot of really hot people. Sometimes they talk and what's coming out of their mouth isn't as hot as thine Sure, pets. and that's either end of the spectrum. Yes. It goes in every <laughs> space. Anyone who's really extreme in one way has got to prove themselves in the other ways. But I, yeah, and I do think that having muscles is a red flag. Like being muscular is like being Australian. It's a red flag. You got to prove to me. <laughs> the other day, I was, a, bit of chat. a lot of Australian a people chat. listen to our <laughs> I know, podcast. I, I, I was looking at, so at the back end analytics and I was like, oh, oh my, my God. God. <laughs> no, no. I did an ongoing inside joke between me and Melbourne, right? For those listening, because oh I honestly God. get so many messages and I feel so bad for these like adorable Australians. Like some are really funny where they're like, haha, no, but like for real, we're not all that bad. Like I love your podcast and like I hate Joe Rogan or something like that but then some people are actually like not in on the joke and they're like it's really mean and you can stop it now that i'm thinking about it i'm like i should stop i should stop okay uh, we love all of our australian <laughs> listeners are nice um i can't even do oh that. we started listening to the what chris lily's podcast is that what? his name? What the guy who Jamae's podcast. Oh yeah, Jamae's podcast. Um, he's Australian, so we support Australia. <laughs> I mean, he's kind of problematic a little bit. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And aren't all your drag queens racist from like RuPaul's oh, okay. Drag Race? Okay. Well, I'm just like, okay. I'm just like Australia. You're trying to do some like public image work here. It ain't working when you're like you all of the queens are racist. Apparently, Thank I haven't watched, so but I've heard that. If you're okay, <laughs> I appreciate you. I hope you know Greg does too deep down. And you Prove to us one day that you're not red flags. <laughs> um, thanks for listening. I'm sure there's lots of thoughts about fitness and uh, that we haven't touched on so many studies. It's such a huge space and field. Obviously, we've only kind of cracked the surface yeah, yeah. of our personal experience and just a couple of studies. I am curious what everyone else thinks. Uh, and just like relationships to fitness 
and because you've even brought up like that it sometimes can feel like a slippery slope and i i agree like i've never thought about fitness that much and now i'm starting to and i do have those moments where i'm like oh should i like is this gonna be hard to reverse one day when i don't want to care about it anymore mm. you know so i'm curious how the people like manage that like wanting to stay healthy but not wanting to get so sucked in that it consumes you in an unhealthy way yeah um, okay. Thanks for listening. Make hashtag sure you're sign up subscribed. Podcast. Hashtag sign up podcast. Well, <sighs> you'll hear from us next week. Yeah. Bye. Peace. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.